Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. Uh, She is an economist turned financial powerhouse, as she likes to put it. Uh, She's also the author of a book called About Millionaires, uh, and she is an expert on cryptocurrency as well. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Jewel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on with you today. So just tell us briefly the history of how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, my parents were actually the first African-Americans to have a business downtown Detroit called LaGreen's Records and Tapes, and um, they did very well. I saw that was my first example of a a power couple. I saw mom and dad work very diligently, long hours, and as a result, we had a pretty good life, grew up in a beautiful home in the suburbs of Detroit, private schools. My parents had his and her Rolls Royces growing up, and his and her, you know, Mercedes. I had a Volvo at 16, housekeepers, cooks, and drivers. And then at 19, we lost everything. And needless to say, I was very devastated. Uh, My dad went into a very bad depression. And I remember asking my mom a lot of questions about, you know, what happened? Did we have any money saved? Any money invested? Nothing was paid off. And her answer to everything was pretty much, you know, your father wanted to do this. Your father said this. And I became very angry with my mom because I realized that she did not trust her own financial instinct. And even though she worked very diligently um, with my father in business, she had very little say in the final decisions where money was concerned. So that kind of led me on this path to become pretty passionate about financial education and then particularly to women and then doubly even women of color more so. So let's talk about the situation with women in general and and women of color in particular. Are most of them pretty empowered or or not pretty empowered when it comes to financial topics? I mean, I think, you know, across the board with all, you know, demographics and and races, uh, I think even women who come from wealthy families, I don't think they're empowered. I think that we've been benefactors off of the work of our husbands or fathers and grandfathers in some cases. Uh, But I don't think we've actually been educated in the transactional part, the negotiations, the deal points, you know, the decisions. I I don't think women at large have been empowered in that way um, across all races, quite honestly. Um, Why why do you think it's important for women to take the initiative with their money, which you're saying they basically have not been? Well, I mean, because at the end of the day, if a woman goes through a divorce or her husband dies or he gets sick um, or maybe her parents get sick or, you know, many times women are going to be the ones that are responsible are the caregivers. And if a woman doesn't have her own money and she finds out, oh, I need to take care of my parents at a great greater level and now it's going to take money. If her husband decides that he doesn't want to take care of them then she can do nothing but respect his right to say no, which leaves her at a very disadvantaged point of helping someone that, you know, she loves, like her parents. Or maybe she wants to send little Johnny to University of Scotland, you know, for the summer opposed to the YMCA, but her husband doesn't want to send little Johnny away because he doesn't want to write the check. So now little Johnny is left at home when he could have had a pretty amazing experience abroad. So... In so many instances, you know, 
it, basically when you don't have your own financial wealth, you're left dependent upon another human being wanting to vest or buy into whatever your ideals are. Do you find that many men and husbands don't want their women to learn and, and grow about money that keeps them dependent on them? I won't say most, Jordan, but I will say I think that um, sometimes men don't want to see their hus- their wives have that kind of control. Um, sometimes they're cool with it, but sometimes they're not. Or sometimes they're cool with it to a point. Um, and so I think it can cause a lot of friction in the households. I've seen that. I also seen sometimes a women kind of, if she starts making more, it doesn't mean that she can turn into this, you know, demonstrative monster. It, it's not a reason. It's not a, an, a, a way, hopefully, to flex an authority unnecessarily. You know, doesn't mean that you have to turn into meanie, ma'am. But sometimes that happens too. So sometimes women, uh, men can see it as a threat to their manhood or a threat to them not being the king of their castle, if they will. It just really depends on how the woman stewards that newfound authority of now having money and having the options to make decisions that she never could. So how would you suggest a woman handle it if her husband is really not allowing her to learn or grow with her money and wants to be dependent on him? I mean, you know, I think that, you know, you're going to have to have a real conversation and um, explain to him that this is not you trying to be the ruler over him or, you know, any of that. I think it's, you know, honey, this is important to me and give him, you know, different occasions to why it's important to her. I know when I first got into real estate in the city of Detroit, I'm from there and I started, you know, I wanted to invest in properties in the inner city and rehab them and be a part of the economic revitalization up there. My husband was not interested at all. Um, and so if I needed him for the money to start becoming an investor, I would have never done it because it wasn't anything that he wanted to do. It wasn't anything that interests him. And I had to respect that. But because I have my own money, I didn't need his approval. I was able to do it. So I think if a girl wants to have freedom to do what she wants to do, when and for who, then at the end of the day, she's going to have to have to have her own independent wealth. And I want to say this while we're talking about this. I mean, I feel this way about men, too. I've seen men who, you know, unless their wives want to do it, he can't do it because he doesn't have his own money. So I'm a proponent of humanity uh, but more so women, just because women are the ones who usually don't have the money. Men usually do. But I'm not a proponent for any kind of financial dominance. I think everybody needs to have their own independent wealth so that they have the right to trust their own instincts and, and move the way they want to. So what are some of the most common things you think women don't understand about money that you've been able to teach them uh, that kind of leaves them in a kind of dependent position? I think sometimes women can be very much idealistic in that very fantasy, very, you know, fairy tale. Oh, I don't need money. You know, I just want to be able to take care of my family. Like, baby, how you think you're going to do that? <laughs> you know, or as long as, you know, I have this, then I don't really care about money. I don't think sometimes they connect that money impacts where you go grocery shopping, whether or not you're shopping at Piggly Wiggly or Whole Foods. Um, it impacts whether or not, you know, where you're able to buy shoes, the, you know, thread count on your sheets, 
lights, heat, air conditioning, the kind of car you drive, what kind of gar- you know, gas you put in the car. I think sometimes when money has just always been there, even if it has not been plentiful, if they've taken on, as long as I have a roof over my head and food on my table, not equating that, that every area and sector of life is impacted by money and what quality of life you're able to move into. And so I like to have those conversations with them because for all the women who say, I don't really care about money, I'm like, so you don't care about eating. I want them to, I want them to be able to connect the dots. Do you think it's good for men and women, married people, to have separate, I mean, maybe a common account, but also have separate money on their own that the other, they can do whatever they like with? I, I say, yeah, absolutely, a thousand percent. Have a common account, family account, but absolutely have your own account. And I believe that for men as well. I just think it's, I think it's healthy. I think it's safe. I think it's smart. And I think when you don't have it, it's a lack of wisdom and it, it's mind blowing. And I'm sure you've heard some during this podcast over the years, you know, it's mind blowing the predicaments that people find themselves in because they never paid attention or they quote unquote, never cared about the money until all of a sudden they had no, you know, real say. Yes, indeed. Now, you did this book called The Mind of a Millionaire S. What was the idea behind doing that book? Um, the, because I wanted the average girl to know that uh, a lot of becoming wealthy is, is working on your mind, working on your beliefs about money, working on your relationship with money. Um, identifying the dysfunctions in childhood about money. Was money scarce, uh, something you never had, or was it plentiful? You always had it, but didn't really understand how you got it, which was me. Money to me growing up was plentiful. And, you know, I, but I never thought about, oh, this housekeeper actually has to be paid. <laughs> or this cook actually has to be paid. Honest to God, a lot of those dots didn't really start connecting until I was 19. So what happened to your father to make him lose everything, and what did you learn from that? Um, he just didn't keep pivoting. You know, he did not. He just didn't keep pivoting. It was, you know, he was in business. He made some pivots. He was smart. But I think dad didn't do a lot of asking people for counsel and I think it was a time where industries were shifting from retail to distribution, which he was able to change from. But then when we went into, you know, um, they went from, you know, albums to, you know, tapes to cassettes to CDs. He was able to shift through that. But when it, but when it was time to shift from retail to distribution, he wasn't able to shift from that. And I don't think he had enough people in his corner that were futurists that could kind of tell him what was coming down the pike uh, for him to change. So what did you learn from that? I learned you got to have, you got to have a council. You got to have a team of people that are smarter than you that can talk to you about not where we are, but where we're headed. Uh, the way to become wealthy is to get there first. And so it also being adaptable to change instead of doing things the same old way, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. You gotta be adaptable to change. Gotta be adaptable to change. If you are not adaptable to change, you're gonna become antiquated. It's what happened with Blockbuster. Netflix reaches out, tells Blockbuster, hey, you guys wanna partner with us? They said, no, we're not interested. Now Blockbuster is obsolete and everybody's using Netflix on their phone. So what would you say today would be one of the changes that's going on that a lot of people have not caught on to yet? 
<clears throat> cryptocurrency. I think most people think cryptocurrency is a scam or maybe it's not for them. And so they're not investigating it and um, they're going to look up and the entire world is going to have shifted. And if they don't start saving crypto and getting involved now, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert. She's the author of a book called The Mind of a Millionaires. You can find out more at her website, jeweltankard.com. We'll be back after this. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the global private market, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then bringing them to you. From personalized medicine to cybersecurity to robotics, quantum computing, and much more. In state-of-the-art labs, startup garages, and anywhere in between, our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest when growth potential is the greatest early. Our crowd is the fastest-growing venture capital investment community. Our crowd's accredited investors are already invested in over $1 billion in growing tech companies. 21 of the companies are unicorns, and many of our crowd's members have benefited from over 40 IPOs or sale exits of portfolio companies. Now you can invest in Bluetree, who could revolutionize the billion-dollar-plus total addressable food tech market. Bluetree has developed a process to significantly reduce the sugar in any natural liquid, lowering health risks while retaining great taste. Bluetree has already signed a five-year, 100-million-liter contract with an industry leader. Invest today at our crowd. Invest in Bluetree at OURCROW.com slash answers. You can join our crowd for free at OURCROW.com slash answers. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at OurCrowd.com slash answers. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Be sure to like the Voice America Business Channel on Facebook. You'll find out about up-to-the-minute business happenings and get ideas from entrepreneurs and business professionals. Search Voice America Business or click the like button under the player and stay ahead of the curve. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert and author of a book called The Mind of a Millionaire S. You can find out more at her website, jeweltankard.com. Welcome back to the show, Jewel. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate being on today. So we just began uh, that cryptocurrency is something that's really going to change things. So let's kind of start at the basics. Uh, what is cryptocurrency and why is it so hot now? So cryptocurrency is basically a digital currency um, that can be used to purchase things even today, like real estate. Um, you can buy gold. You can buy silver. I could go to Range Rover and buy a car. I could go to Starbucks and buy coffee. I could go to Home Depot and buy supplies. So it is a currency based on a value, and it's based on technology, a technology called blockchain, which is uh, pretty much an, an opportunity for us to communicate all over the world and have all transactions within this blockchain. Nobody actually knows who the creator of blockchain is or Bitcoin, but it's revolutionary and you have company or countries now like El Salvador, who their president has named that Bitcoin is the official currency now for that nation. And I think we're going to begin to see other nations uh, move in that direction. So some nations moving that some are going the other way. China is trying to ban Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies and central banks see it as a threat to their control of the monetary system. How do you think that's going to work out? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's all political play. I mean, China says that, but then you turn around and see that China has bought tons and tons of Bitcoin. Um, I think sometimes they do that because they know it's going to drive price down and, <clears throat> you know, the little guy's going to sell while the big guy goes in and buys low. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you saw that with JP Morgan, Chase Bank. A lot of these banks were like, oh, no, we don't want anything to do with it. And then all of a sudden you're seeing headlines, JP Morgan, a support of Bitcoin, just purchased large amount. You know, same thing with PayPal, PayPal, Square, Cash App. All these guys were saying they weren't going to be players. Now, if you go on your cash app, you can buy Bitcoin. So what was that a few years ago? The mayor of New York, mayor of Miami, mayor of New York a couple years ago. No, we don't want anything to do with Bitcoin. Now you're receiving your salary in Bitcoin. So I think that getting education is really important because sometimes uh, those moves are made to scare the little guy who hasn't done enough education. So what he does is he dumps all his Bitcoin low. Then the wells come in and buy it low. And then later on, they announce that they're up in Bitcoin, you know, several hundred million and some kind, sometimes billions of dollars. So I think the next multiple millionaires and billionaires are going to be made within the cryptocurrency space. So what value is uh, Bitcoin in particular and cryptocurrencies in general adding that the existing monetary system does not provide? Well, you know, in 1972, President Nixon took, took us off of the gold standard with the dollar. So the dollar is no longer backed by anything. And so country goes into a pandemic like we saw. They needed more money. The feds just go in the back and they print more. And so what happens is that causes quantitative easing, which basically says that that value of the dollar is going down and it drives prices up. So you have inflation, but then you have hyperinflation. Um, and so now all of a sudden the purchasing power of that dollar it does not go as far as it used to. So all of a sudden that guy notices, dog, my dollar doesn't seem to go as far as it used to. So now he's got to work a second job, a third job, you know, <clears throat> trying to make up the difference because it just snuck up on him. Gas is higher, oil is higher, thus gas is higher, thus gas prices are higher, thus heat that is fueled by oil those gas, people's gas bills are higher during the winter, which impacts shipping, which means that products like milk and eggs and bread and all these kinds of things, these prices are up higher as well. So all this, the average guy knows is that I feel like I'm being squoze. I go to the store and I buy a little bit of food and it's costing me a couple hundred dollars and I haven't even really gotten into the dairy or the fruits or the vegetables, just in my meat and produce, I'm paying a lot more. So that's but what it Bitcoin looks like. is not backed by gold or anything else either. So why does Bitcoin have value when you think the dollar is losing value? Well, it's the technology behind Bitcoin. You know, it's the, it's the technology behind Bitcoin that makes it so valuable. It's, it's non-destructible. If, if I buy a block of digital property, which Bitcoin is digital property. If I buy a block of digital property versus a block of physical property in the state of New York, okay, and a billionaire is looking to invest over here, would it be better for him to buy my digital property that doesn't have to be maintained? I don't have to have staff. There's no overhead. There's no property taxes. There's no homeowner's insurance. There's no staffing. And I cannot be sued. You cannot put a lien against my Bitcoin because it cannot be traceable. Or if I bought 
uh, you know, million dollar apartment building in Manhattan that has depreciation and all these issues, but he can't leave Australia to get to Manhattan because of the pandemic. What's going to be the better deal for him? The better deal for him is going to be the digital property opposed to the apartment building in Manhattan. So, so what is the best way for the average person who may not be involved yet in cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin to get involved? I think you got to start where you are. You know, um, Coinbase actually is a financial educational platform where you can buy quite a few of the top cryptocurrencies on there. You know, you can set up autosave and just start saving $10 a week. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. Let's do $10 a week, $20 a week, $30 a week. Just start buying it. Buy it where it is now. Uh, because Bitcoin is hoovering right around 50000 but I see us getting probably to like a, you know, million-dollar Bitcoin, possibly $5 million. The Winklevoss twins, who are co-founders of Facebook, who are heavily involved, and they own a financial uh, crypto platform called Gemini, um, they did an interview recently saying, we could see Bitcoin getting to $10 million. You know, and these guys have a knack for it because they discovered and helped Mark Zuckerberg discover Facebook. Mark didn't want to give them credit. They went to court. They won $65 million lawsuit. So they understand networks. And that's what cryptocurrency is. It is a financial network. Facebook is a social network. Instagram is a social network. But crypto is a financial network. They understand networks. So when you look at a lot of the Bitcoin millionaires and billionaires, these guys have already proven themselves in other arenas to understand how these things work. I tell people, you want to become wealthy, you follow the wealthy. So it's it it has gone up a lot. It's fifty thousand or so. It's was it sixty five thousand? It's been at thirty thousand. I mean, it's very volatile. So how should people deal with the the wild volatilities of the cryptocurrency prices? Yeah, so I started, I was blessed to start buying Bitcoin at $3,600. I've been in the crypto space, it'll be six years in March of of this year now. And um, volatility is actually where all the profitability is. Volatility is scary for the guy who doesn't know what the heck is happening. But volatility is also a place where you can make a lot of money in a short amount of time. So what I tell people is get educated, which is what I do. Let me educate you on the volatility because everything is about entering the market at the right time and exiting the market at the right time. Entering the market at the right time and exiting the market at the right time. And Bitcoin right now is the fastest growing asset in the entire world. I literally cashed out of about $27,500 of silver that I had accumulated this year and I went to the local silver dealer here. They bought it back at spot price. So I made a nice profit. I took that $27,000 and bought a good amount of Bitcoin because I understand that it's lower now. We saw a high of what, like you said, right around 70, but it's headed to six figures. So I want to buy up as much as possible because the whole key to wealth is to buy low, okay, sell high. And know when to enter and when to exit the market. And that's what we teach you. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman with The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert, author. Her book is called The Mind of a Millionaire S. Uh, and you can find out more at her website, which is jeweltankard.com. We'll be back after this. 
For the last two weeks, I've been taking Athletic Greens, which is a delicious multivitamin powder that has given me new energy and boosted my immune system. Every morning, I mix the powder in 12 ounces of water uh, in a plastic container they provided. Shake it up and drink it. It's kind of like a mild tropical taste that I look forward to every day. So what's in this stuff? Athletic Greens powder has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, focus, and slows down the aging process. It also helps you sleep better and absorb nutrients from foods in your bloodstream more efficiently. Athletic Greens is a lifestyle-friendly where your diet is keto, whether your diet is keto, paleo, gluten-free, or dairy-free. It's very natural and only has one gram of sugar and no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. Athletic Greens is based on the latest science, is tested extensively, and is constantly being tweaked and improved. It costs less than $3 a day. You'll spend less on it than all the supplements and multivitamins you already may be taking combined. Think of it as investing in your health so you don't have to spend money on therapies to recover from bad health habits. It has thousands of five-star reviews and is recommended by many professional athletes. Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company which donates some of the proceeds of its sales to organizations to get millions of nutritious meals to kids in need all over the world. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially since we're in the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of Athletic Greens powder with a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for many different pills or multivitamins to look out for your health. To make it easy to get started, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash moneyanswers. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash moneyanswers to take ownership of your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert, author of The Mind of a Millionaire S. You can find out more about her at her website, uh, jeweltankard.com. Welcome back to the show, Jewel. Hey, thank you for having me. This has been fun. A little bit more on the cryptocurrency area now. So, okay, so you think it's going up to triple digits and going to go way up. Is it something people should be investing in only Bitcoin or there are many different currencies and and coins out there? How should they diversify a crypto portfolio? I mean, honestly, I think everyone should be. I think you should be whether or not you're a waiter at a restaurant or you own the restaurant or you work for a bank or daycare center. Like, I think everyone in the earth needs to be on it because I think that if we wait, like if you wait till Bitcoin is 200,000, will it be too late? No, because I really think we're going to have a seven figure Bitcoin over the next few years. But the earlier you get in, the better. You know, you think about it, um, people become innovators or trailblazers because they got in and they had the ability to see it before everybody else. Steve Jobs had to have the ability to see it before everybody else. He was just brilliant enough to put together the team to, you know, make what was revolutionary in how we communicate and how we even view computers. I mean, Apple's created a whole culture. So I think cryptocurrency is definitely headed. Um, that way, it's going to impact you whether you live in Africa, Australia, the you know the Netherlands, Ireland, or America. Um, it's global. It is a global movement. It's global currency. And the best thing that anybody can do is just make up in their mind that they're going to get educated. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop and go to school, but just 10 to 20 minutes a day will make a huge difference. Because not only do you need to be an owner of Bitcoin, but you need to learn how to stake it. These are other ways where you can actually earn interest on your money. You need to learn how to farm it. We call it yield farming. And then you also need to learn how to trade it where you literally can make money every single day from your phone. And then, of course, most people are familiar with accumulating it, buying it and holding it. But there's several other things you need to do with Bitcoin and not just Bitcoin. There's some other cryptos that I think everybody should have, like uh, Ethereum. Uh, which is uh, kind of second to Bitcoin, if you will. I started buying Ethereum when it was like 400. Now it's right around $4,000. Uh, but it's going to, um, it's like the communication system between all computers. And then there's something called Ripple, which impacts how fast all of our transactions happen. Think about it, a couple years ago, if you went to the grocery store and you swiped your card, you may or may not have seen that deduction that day. It may have taken a couple days. Well, now it's, things are happening almost immediately. Technology is what speeds up all transactions. Zelle, you know, um, Skrill, Cash App, all these things are basically in existence because of the technology behind it. And uh, cryptocurrency and Ripple in particularly 
are hugely behind all financial transactions globally. What specific things do you offer to help uh, educate people about crypto? Are there things at your website? Do you have seminars? What do you do to help people learn about it? Yeah, so if you get on, um, they can go on my website, jeweltanker.com, or they can get on something called raisethebar2020.com. But we have um, an academy with over 200 educators that are teaching people uh, crypto, binary options, foreign exchange, and then also how to set up a digital store. Um, and these educators work live where you can be on chats, you can see them, and it's an entire community that's pretty amazing. Um, I always tell people there's no way that I'd have been blessed to make multiple millions in this space without the community. It's too much I just would not have known to even research. Like I'm a co-owner in uh, the metaverse and I own a uh, co-owner of a virtual casino. Jordan, I didn't know anything about a virtual casino a few months ago. I learned about the metaverse. Obviously, Mark Zuckerberg made the announcement, but I didn't know how the metaverse was going to relate to me until I started, you know, getting on our sessions and learning about the metaverse and being able to buy digital property. And I didn't know that Snoop Dogg was doing a, you know, virtual concert on the metaverse in his virtual mansion. Ariana Grande just did an amazing concert. A couple hundred thousand people watched a virtual con concert. I mean, this is our future. Just How big is the metaverse going to get? Explain to me what the metaverse is going to become. Well, it's, uh, you know, I don't think, I think we're kind of in a new normal. <laughs> you know, I think we're in a new normal. I think virtual space, which is why we saw Zoom go from a multiple, multiple million dollar company, pandemic hit, everybody's at home, and Zoom is now officially, you know, a billion dollar company. And so what the metaverse does is allows a people to see one another. So you create avatars and you put on these little cool headphones called Oculus um, that I bought recently. You can just buy it from Best Buy, a couple hundred dollars. And it allows you to literally go in and talk to other people and sit down and have meetings with them. Uh, you can meet them. They're different places. Just like if you go to Vegas, you know, there's the Ari Hotel, there's the Trump Hotel, there's you know, Marriott, there's all these different hotels, all these different places where the metaverse, you have all these different places. You have residential property, digital residential property. You can go to someone's home and eat dinner with them and see the people you're talking to and literally hear their voices. So it's an entire social network with the avatar feature on it to make it feel like you're literally walking and talking and sitting with people. It's pretty amazing. Yet there are some scams out there. What are some scams to watch out for in the, the crypto world? Well, if anybody ever sends you a DM and asks you to send them cryptocurrency, don't do it. If they ever ask you to send them money, don't do it. So there are definitely a lot of scams out there. Um, so I always tell people, don't send anybody money. Don't send anybody your Bitcoin. You want to put yourself in a position where you're educating yourself and you're doing it yourself. And I would do it with someone that you know. Don't allow a stranger to come to your phone and or send you a DM and you just go with it because it sounds good. If you don't know them, don't send it. Okay. And how about like initial coin offerings, ICOs with new coins are coming? Do you ever play in that game? Um, no, no, I don't really do anything with new brand new coins unless one of the educators talk about it. Um, then I'll get in on it. But 
No, only if the educators talk about it. And there's something called decentralized banking or DeFi. Describe what that is and how is that going to change the world of cryptocurrencies? Yeah, so DeFi basically is a bank where opposed to you keeping cash in that bank, you keep crypto in that bank. Okay? You keep crypto in the bank. So it's a place for you to store your cryptocurrency and you literally can earn interest on your cryptocurrency while it's sitting. Okay? Um, and it cannot be monitored by the government. They don't have any access to it, which is why a lot of governments have been angry because they're trying to figure out, <clears throat> you know, how do we get our how do we get our hand on all this cryptocurrency that's being made? That's been the big thing with, you know, with crypto is it can't be managed. They can't get their hands on it. They don't know where it's being stored. So I would suggest that everybody open up, you know, a decentralized bank and keep your cryptocurrency in that particular account. I mean, some would say that it's a, such a threat to the central governments that they're going to create their own national cryptos like a United States crypto or a Chinese crypto that will compete with yeah. Bitcoin and Ethereum and push them out of the way, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Um, I definitely think they'll probably, you know, uh, try to compete and come up with a USD coin um, and try to compete. Uh, but even if they do, they're not going to be able to slow down what's happening. Okay. Um, so do you have a specific platform that you like to recommend people trade crypto on? Um, yeah, so if you're going to, if you're going to buy it and accumulate it, I think you, you know, buying it on Coinbase is great. Um, and then, you know, one of my favorite decentralized banks is Nexo, N-E-X-O dot I-O, N-E-X-O dot I-O is one of my favorite decentralized banks. They insure all of their crypto. So that's pretty cool. And you can also loan borrow money up to 50% against your crypto. So if you put in $50,000 worth of Bitcoin, you have access to take a loan out against your own crypto of almost $25,000. And what is, happens if crypto drops? Is it like a margin call with stocks? Um no, you'll just you'll still you'll still owe it, uh but um no, it won't be a margin call. You would still owe it, but what I would do is I would just wait till Bitcoin goes back up and the profit could pay for your loan. So for example, if I buy $50,000 worth of Bitcoin at $50,000 and Bitcoin goes down to you know, 25,000, I still just owe the $25,000 that I took out alone. But if Bitcoin goes up, you know, when it goes up to 100,000, well, my profit that I made would pay off my loan to myself. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert. Her book is called The Mind of a Millionaire S. And the other website she mentioned is raisethebar2020.com. Uh, and you can find out more at her website, jeweltankard.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert, author of uh, The Mind of a Millionaire S, and her website, jeweltankard.com. Welcome back to the show, Jewel. Hey, thank you for having me. So let's go into the book a little bit. At the beginning, you talk about releasing the millionaires. How does somebody release the inner millionaires in them? I think, you know, first of all, to realize that, you know, I really believe strongly that every person has greatness on the inside of them. And I think sometimes when people say things like, oh, it doesn't take all that for me, or I really don't want all of that. I think if we were to pull back the onion and we would see in your childhood somewhere Maybe you were taught that, you know, being wealthy meant that you had to be greedy or that you had to be a mean person. You know, there was probably some sort of philosophy or ideology that was demonstrated to you that made you feel like as long as I have a little bit, I'm okay. And then particularly with people of color, I like to challenge that thought because I feel like, you know, when we were enslaved, we didn't have choices. And there was a saying that came, as long as I have food over my head, I mean, food on my table and a roof over my head, that's all I need. We were taught that money was evil. No, it said that the love of money was the root of all evil, not money itself. So I want people to know that there is a wealthy person on the inside of you. You just have to make up in your mind that you want to receive the wealth and that you deserve the wealth. And that is the beginning of releasing it because once you believe that then everything else is going to start to line up to make sure that you get what you believe you then have a chapter called stretch grow and go entering the trust zone what do you mean by the trust zone um so you're gonna have to learn how to trust your gut you know so many business deals that i've done it wasn't that i understood everything it was just me getting the information And my gut said, you need to do this deal. Not because I understood everything, not because I understood the deal points of everything, but my gut said, do it. When I bought Bitcoin at $3,600, I promise you I didn't understand Bitcoin. And there's still things I'm learning about it. We're, you know, in a very evolutionary time. But it was like, once I did it because I had mentors that were billionaires that they said they were doing it. So I was like, okay, I'll learn as I go. So you've got to learn how to trust the instinct, not in your head, because it might take you six months or a year to learn everything that you need to learn. But if you keep waiting till your brain catches up with what's being presented, 
you're going to probably end up on having some pretty bad timing and missing. And so I want people to learn how to trust their gut. Go with that because your gut is always going to lead you to wealth. You have a chapter called Embrace the New Rules for Your Money. What are some of the new rules for money? Um, well, understanding that a savings account, if you're just saving money, you're losing. Saving alone is not going to grow your wealth. It's just not. Um, and so I want people to know that. I want people to know also that you got to start paying yourself. It cannot be I get money, I pay bills, and then maybe I get a few things I want, and then I hit repeat. You have to know that there's more than that. So it should be I get money. Um, I'm big on giving into charity, at least 10%. Um, and then pay yourself. Pay yourself. How do you pay yourself? Pay yourself in Bitcoin. Pay yourself in silver. Pay yourself in gold. Or if you must, you know, real estate or digital property. Something that's actually going to multiply your money. That's how you need to pay yourself. You also talk about working your income generators. What are some of the income generators you have in mind? Um, kind of the things I mentioned earlier, um, silver, gold, real estate, <clears throat> oil wells. You know, you could even do some stocks. I'm not really particularly care about bonds or mutual funds. I think the growth on them is so slow. I do have a crypto hedge fund that's making about 3 to 4% per week. Um, that's been around for almost three years. That's going really well. So it needs to be something that is going to allow you to multiply your money. What, what is that crypto hedge fund you're talking about? Um, it's a hedge fund that pays on average about, mm, I'll just say conservatively, 2 to 4% per week. This last year, we saw on average 3 to 4% per week on your money. Um, I tell people start, you know, you can start with as little as $500. I have people that have done a thousand in it, a hundred thousand, a half a million. I've even have some seven figure people that invested. Uh, you fund it with Bitcoin and it pays out every Friday with Bitcoin. So you could either cash it out or you can um, compound it just by hitting compound button and it'll compound and keep growing your, your, your total principal. And what's the name of it? Novatech. Novatech. Uh -huh. This is a way to earn yields from your money, actually, right? Yes. Novatech.com. People want to find out more about that? Yeah, but they really need to reach out to me because um, it's okay. a little. Yeah. Good. Okay. You also talk about decreasing so you can increase. What do you mean by that? Um, knowing that, you know, maybe for a season it's not time to go to the mall and buy Gucci pants, you know, or Louis Vuitton purse or. You know, a lot of extras. I, I don't want you to live. I don't want you to like forego your nails and, and coffee. I'm not that person because I think you need to do things that make you feel pretty and look good. But you do need to forego some of the disposable income items like designer pants, you know, shoes, you know, that kind of thing. I think you do need to forego. And put that money in interest-bearing accounts like what we're talking about here. You talk about creating your own financial pie. What do you mean by that? Well, you, I think that you should have, you know, always liquidity, right? Even though the value of the dollar is not much, you still need to always have cash on hand. You need to have some silver. You need to have some gold. Um, and so, and then, of course, your basic life insurance policy um, I am particularly like 
um, something called Kaizen that we offer, our firm offers, where you pay into it for five years and that's it. And basically you can get a policy anywhere between a million and $2 million. Depending on your age and health, you're looking at spending anywhere between 20 and you know $70,000 annually, but it's just for five years. And then it also provides tax-free retirement income. So I think that everyone needs to have a Kaizen policy in their um, portfolio. I like it again, because you just pay into it for five years and you're done. These are some really great ideas here. You talk about appointing your own financial cabinet. Who should be in your financial cabinet? People that have more than you um, and people that are very much futurists and innovators, uh, people that are students and that study and, um, you know, always have their ear to money. There's some people that are going to always follow the money, so money's always following them. So it needs to be people that are innovators, not your Aunt Sally, who you love. She told you about God, but she's been in Section 8 her whole life. Not people that are struggling, not the middle class, unless they can teach you how not to be middle class, because I think the middle class is going to be squoze, and it's either going to be your rich or poor. Um, we're definitely headed to that. Um, so those would be the people that I would that I would choose that have good results. And I don't mean just a Mercedes Benz and a nice house, like asset portfolio wise, because there's a difference between someone looking like they have money, but actually really having money with titles and deeds um, and making sure that they have a philosophy of gaining short term and long term wealth, not just a nice car and, you know, a nice house, because that doesn't mean that that person is wealthy. And I learned that firsthand. I thought we were wealthy all that time. Like, no, you don't have any money. You don't have any real assets working for you. Everything you get, you have to work for it. Nothing is working passively. Real wealth is when you get to a point where I'm making money, whether I show up or not. You said at the end, it's important to leave a legacy. So what is your goal to leave a legacy with all of what you've talked about here? Um, to make sure that my children understand how to continue to multiply the money and also how to distribute the money. Um, my foundation this year this is our third or fourth year in a row giving away a couple cars to single parents. Um, so making sure that they understand the purpose of money. Um, and it's not just for nice things. I want them to have nice things. I want them to live in the mansion of their choice or their penthouse. But I also want them to be lovers of humanity and making sure that um, as the wealth expands and grows. And one of the ways it's going to expand and grow is that making sure you always have other people on your mind and seeing how you can add value and benefit their lives. Terrific. Well, we've learned a lot. My guest this hour has been Jewel Tankard. She's a wealth expert. Her book is called The Mind of a Millionaire S. You can find out more at her website, jeweltankard.com, and also raisethebar2020.com. We've learned a lot. You've been a great guest. Thanks so much, Jewel. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.